what is up guys? Haven't heard from me in a week. Hope you missed me. Beside me, I have a special guest on the Jaywalking Podcast hosted by yours truly, Joey, aka Jay. <laughs> but like I said, I have a um, person next to me. A <laughs> I have Tequisha Sinehe Harris. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I'm back again. Back at it again. <laughs> oh, no. All right. This is what we're not going to do. All right. Let's get into it. All right. So for many of the audience members, they may not know that you're a cheerleader. Yes. I don't know if I can say that. Yes. <laughs> kind of. Let it be known I don't make money off this podcast yet, so <laughs> they can't get me on anything. But, um, so me and you both went to the game, mm-hmm. both different perspectives. Mm-hmm. I just want to know um, how how it felt. Like, how how is it week one going in there? Uh, jitters, anything uh, kind of crazy, nervous, you know, what's going on in your head? So home opener is always so exciting because it's like, you know, your preseason, you still have a lot of people there, but home opener, there's like so many more people there. We have so many new things that we do for like game day entertainment as a whole. So um, I was really, really excited for home opener. We had a lot of cool like things going on and um, we have a new coach, a new quarterback. So that was exciting too, to see. And for, like, surprisingly, I actually did have, like, a little bit of jitters before. But, you know, once you go out and hear, you know, the crowd and everything, it just makes you feel like you're at home. Yeah. (laughs) I know that's, like, so, like, cheesy. But, yeah, it was, like, so exciting. And I was kind of nervous for the team, too, because, you know, they had a lot to prove. And I know that, like, all eyes were on them, too. So. Yeah. And. You know, you've been doing this for a couple of years now, Mm -hmm. and I guess the biggest thing out of that, like you just answered, was the expectations for this team are pretty high in comparison to, like, what it's been like the last few years. So as as cheerleaders, how does that even affect you guys as well? It affects us a lot, you know, especially when we're, like, doing our appearances, like, whether it's pregame or, like, just in the community. We have a lot of people, you know, talking about it or asking us about it, you know. And I mean, as fans, too, you know, we're there cheering them on and everything. So it's exciting to, you know, go in and be like, oh, you know, how are they going to perform? And I think the biggest thing for me is, like, you really want them to do good because you want people to – you want to prove people who are, like, kind of talking bad wrong, you know, and say, like, look, you know, we've – might not have had the best season, but we've been working hard and made some changes and we're ready to, you know, turn it around. So I guess as a fan perspective now, entering the game, you can even see kind of the gist of it as well as, you know, what you're talking about. Like everyone's kind of amped up to really see what this team is about. I know that Cliff and Kyler had always been on that kind of spiel about, oh, we're doing you know, seven plays while mm-hmm. we're in the preseason. We don't want to show anybody. Yeah. And I even heard that uh, they kept him in the locker room as long as they possibly could mm-hmm. uh, to not show teams like, oh, this is what Kyler Murray is like, capable of. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't. I, I heard that in, like, I think it was Skip Bayless talking about it. But yeah. either way, um, so everyone's just really excited. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm not like the biggest Cardinals fan. I'll I'll say that. I, I'm a Kyler Murray fan. So at the end of the day, I was more concerned with Kyler Murray and his performance yeah. uh, going in. Like I said, uh, it was really fun. I just turned 21 <laughs> and, uh, you know, you get a few drinks in and you're really ready to analyze players then. But, uh, yeah, so going in, that whole atmosphere was great. But then the start of the game happened, and I don't, I don't know what happened, to be honest with you. And I just want to ask, like, in situations like that, you know, you go in three quarters, mm-hmm. and the score is, I think it's around six to twenty-four at this point. Yeah. How is it like as a cheerleader to kind of perform under circumstances like that? I mean, and it's not new. If we're being mm-hmm. real. Yeah. It's got to be a little difficult to sometimes root when the team is down. Yeah. It's especially hard when, you know, the fans are kind of like booing or they're not really like trying to get like amped up, you know, because our job is to, is to keep the, you know, the energy up, the yeah. crowd up, you know. And so it is really hard when <clears throat> the crowd doesn't really want to participate, you know, mm-hmm. or if, you know, you're cheering on the opposite side and there's like a lot of the opposite, you know, fans cheering and stuff, it's hard. But I think because our job is to keep the energy up, it like kind of fuels us more. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we put more energy and stuff. We try to dance more and just like have hope for the team, you know, because it was kind of slow and it was kind of hard in the beginning, but you know, you never know in football what could happen. So, and I like that you say that because at the same rate too, I found like a like a newfound appreciation for cheerleaders. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, like high school, um, we <laughs> we went to Washington High, and that was like, you know, not the greatest football yeah. team. They had their moments. Like, don't get me wrong. Like some of my boys played, but they'll they'll be the first to tell you there was some tough moments. Yeah, and a lot of those moments, especially, <laughs> but. Um, I, I got a newfound appreciation because I thought it's almost like you guys are kind of the Gatorade pack to like yeah. the fan base. Like, okay, we got to fuel you guys up. We got to get something going because in football, more so than any other sport, momentum shifts or even just like a crazy play can, can yeah. change, you know, the yeah. outlook of what, you know, the game was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That's so, that's so true because I mean, like even at the game, like, before like you know a couple plays before it was like the big play that really changed the game Mm -hmm. like I said like the crowd was booing you know and like that I know for like Kyler and for Cliff you know that was hard because this is their first like big NFL game yeah just trying to figure it out and yeah and so it's like and you want your team to support you you know and so that's kind of hard but then it was so cool to see how you know he went out there and made those big plays and like everyone was like out of their seats, you know, cheering. It was so loud in there, probably, like, the loudest it's been. So it's just so crazy how, like, the energies can shift so fast. So we're going to pinpoint back to my perspective. Mm -hmm. I go into the fourth quarter, and there were really two things that kind of decided the fate of this game and what was going to happen with me attending this game. (laughs) So there was a play or, you know, a drive going on, and they were at – the half yard mark uh probability of scoring a touchdown right there should be really high because you don't have a lot of room to really go forward um in that situation i really 
you know, just call up Madden suggestions and <laughs> do a halfback stretch or just a halfback dive and call it a day and get a touchdown or whatever. But I think Cliff, and, and he even stated it too, was a little bit over his head sometimes. Uh, his play calling was kind of all over, like all over the place. And they didn't get a touchdown. And I was kind of upset. I'm not going to lie. When you've gone to a few preseason games and then this is an actual NFL game, you're expecting some results right then and there. I, I, at that point, uh, Kyler did not score a touchdown, to my understanding. So, you know, it's tough. And I think the score then became 16 to 17 around there. Um, and then fast forward to the fourth quarter going really slow punting team is out there quite some time defense is kind of getting uh smoked by the Detroit Lions uh tight end that rookie tight end he I mean he was killing it I think he had the most receiving yards for a tight end in uh history a rookie tight end like a debut it was pretty crazy but fast forward and again they're close to you know touchdown territory and I told my friend who was with me at the time, like, if they don't score a touchdown here, I'm literally leaving. I didn't, I know, I don't come to football games just to see um, field goals being kicked. And another field goal was kicked. (laughs) So, I mean, get mad at me all you want, but being there, the energy was tough and I was not by cheerleaders necessarily, like, and like directly, I was kind of on the, um, the opposing fan side. So when you see uh, the opposing fans like cheering, going crazy, it's it's really annoying. So I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm gonna go home. Little did I know this is where <laughs> this is where I really want the perspective out of both of us. Yeah. As I'm walking to our Uber, I hear a loud scream. It's like whoa! Like literally, the whole stadium shook, and David Johnson gets a touchdown. What was that like? Outside, it was crazy. Let me just say for a fact, like, you know, some of the clubs over there at Westgate still had, like, fans and everything. But it, I heard it all the way out there, like, yeah. massive. Yeah, so, like, standing on the sidelines, you know, and like you said, it was just, like, field goal to field goal. And it's cool, like, you want your team to have points, <clears throat> obviously, and be in, the like, the competition. But, like, a touchdown is just so much so much different Mm -hmm. and so I I'm like in the fourth quarter you know I'm gonna be honest like we're tired you know we're tired definitely we still have energy but it's like all right like we just got to get through this you know and so then when that happened like I just remember jumping like so high like yeah and like screaming and we get to like go and high five the fans when we get touchdowns and so so cool to see like all the fans you know like jumping out of their seats and like yeah like screaming with us and stuff and the energy just switched like that you know with us as well as the fans like I said and after that we were just like ready to go (laughs) yeah that that's that's really dope because I I like to think that you guys are honestly like the second unit of the team to Mm -hmm. to be real I mean you're out there hustling you probably had already three dances up to that point you know, you're grinding out there as well, like, just like a player. I mean, obviously, you're not getting hit, but you're you're on your feet. You're yeah. literally providing entertainment to the fans just as, you know, the players are yeah. required to do so as well. So Kyler Murray finally gets a touchdown. I'm in the Uber going crazy. <laughs> and, okay, so the score is now 
16 to 24. And I thought, okay, that's that's manageable. Mm -hmm. What I did not know was just how it would play out. And it's really annoying to watch NFL games on Twitter. <laughs> so having to just like wait and scroll like every moment to see what is going on, uh, it kind of it hurt my soul. Yeah. It's hard. Like I understand from your perspective because, you know, like you said, you were on the opposite like team side. So you heard them cheering, you know, probably getting in your face, you know, like for most of the game. And yeah, so apparently I'm Latino Kyler Murray. <laughs> so everyone was on my head saying I wasn't performing. <laughs> yeah, so that's hard, you know, having to be around that energy for like a whole game. And then it's like you you can't really predict, you know, what's going to happen. And so no. I definitely understand you like being like, all right, like it's time to leave, you know? And it's just unfortunate that after you left, like all of that happens. I know it would happen <laughs> to me. Like, you know, the Kyler Murray fan who does all these, you know, little yeah. analysis things. So I guess what I'm getting to here is now I, I don't want to call out Josh Rosen because it was a, a super tough situation for him. I'm never the type to be like bashing on guys because this is their job. This is their life. Yeah. But I will say rookie quarterbacks who were, who would have been in that position would have just, you know, given up the game. Mm -hmm. I'm a hundred percent, you know, believing in that statement. And Kyler said, no, mm -hmm. five, 10, maybe five, eight, you know, without the cleats, body frame. <laughs> All I'm saying is he willed that team. They came back. Overtime, what is going on in your head? Oh, my gosh. I was so – That's got to be one of, like, the first overtime games you've been – Yeah. Maybe, like, the, the second. second. Uh, yeah. I think you went like to the, the Seahawks. One. Yeah. Right. Seahawks. One. Wow, that one ended in a tie as yeah. well, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, But – You know, like, statistically how, like – impossible that is That's to attend crazy. two tie games really <laughs> pretty crazy it is really crazy but like I remember the play before like that play that tied them up <clears throat> like I said when he made that first big play and we were like in the running I was like oh my gosh like we can actually come back you know because like you know being around you and like even my family you know talking about football like I know a pretty good amount of it so I was just like calculating things in my head like oh if they do this you know whatever yeah and so then he, you know, makes the play or whatever. I'm like, oh my gosh, like we're going into overtime. And although my feet were killing me and I was so tired, I was so excited because I was like, he didn't give up. We came back and we have a chance to win. You yeah. Know? And so that was like what I was most excited. And for about. the for the listeners, uh, the play she's talking about, one was the David Johnson touchdown that was probably like a 30 yarder or something pretty good. And then. Uh, to my understanding, Fitzgerald had a yes. touchdown. A touchdown, yeah. Yeah, touchdown, it. and then Christian Kirk with the two-point conversion. Yes. So, boom, you're in overtime. Everyone's fatigued. Mm -hmm. And, well, I know it ended in a tie. Mm -hmm. That's never really a good thing. Yeah. But if you're looking at it from the Cardinals' standpoint, mm -hmm. they were expected to lose. Yeah. That is why I had left. But coming out with a tie, what do you think that means for the team? I think it gives them, I don't want to say hope, but kind of hope. It gives them motivation. It gives them confidence, I think, because I feel like 
if they were to have lost the game or if it wouldn't have like turned out the way it did, I feel like it would have been like, oh, like, you know, our fans are, we're really like looking forward to this. Like, this is what we really needed to come out with and we didn't provide, you know, but I feel like with that, like they really did provide, they gave confidence in the team. And like Larry said, like, we're still undefeated. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay. 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 He is right. Technically. I think, no, and I'm not bashing on them because that was a game for yeah. them to lose. Yeah. I mean, as far as Detroit, like, it was their game to lose, and honestly, they really did. Like, yeah. I know it's a tie in their, you know, bracket as well, but they should have had this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Cardinals, I think it really solidifies, like, a belief in in Kyler mm-hmm. and Cliffsbury, you know. Yeah. Or Kingsbury, sorry. And, uh, you know, just a team as a whole. Yeah. Because I think at the same time, too, um, I don't, you know, football is measured in four quarters. It really is. It's not just quarter by quarter thing measured in four quarters. That fourth quarter mattered, mattered the most, and they came back yeah. and did their jobs. Their defense, honestly, was really surprising too in that moment, and yeah. I think that's a really uplifting thing for mm-hmm. fans to see as well because you go in and you had seen uh, the Raiders dismantle them like mm-hmm. you know, on defense, and uh, the Vikings were kind of cooking them up with, well, not to play on words, but with Dalvin <laughs> Cook's big run. Uh, so, you you know, everyone was kind of skeptical about the defense as well. They came up. They yeah. showed out. Mm-hmm. Um, it really shows what a team is capable of when there's a belief system yes. in place. Yes. So I think for the Cardinals, they do play against Baltimore. That might be a tough game. But I think the season outlook changes with that one game. Yeah, for sure. I think – for a rookie quarterback, if you were to lose that game, it's kind of tough to really bounce back mm-hmm. seeing the schedule that you have yeah. and, you know, just trying to find out what it takes to win in the NFL. Mm-hmm. With this, you now have an understanding of what it takes to come back in the NFL, yeah. which is honestly tougher than winning, just honestly. straight up winning. So to me, I think the Cardinals are in a really good place. And I think also it gives the fans, like, kind of a perspective like they're staying on their toes you know because a lot of fans like were kind of skeptical about Murray you know because of his size and everything I hate that and, I know uh. <laughs> and you know you know having that slow kind of beginning was like well you kind of proving them right you know but then seeing how he was under pressure and how good he did like coming back Clutch. it's like well we can't judge him in any really moment until it's like mm, maybe like two minutes before the game ends you know because you never know what's going to happen now and I think even just for rookie quarterbacks, I don't think it's really fair to just straight up ju- judge them like yeah, right off the like bat. I think you got to give them, college. yeah, I mean, in college, college. <laughs> professional. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I know this is kind of like a weird topic, but I think it's really interesting for um, you know the listeners to see as a fan, as an actual performer there, mm-hmm. and then honestly. I'm pretty sure your guys' perspectives was really similar to mine as far as the listening experience. Um, yeah, so Cardinals, what is the score next week against Baltimore? No. I no, you have to predict right now. I don't know. I'm not good let, at let it Let it be known that I did not hand that question to her. This is <laughs> off the script, so you have to guess the score right now. And whoever's oh. close – no, whoever's close, who's ever, whoever is close – has to buy like lunch or something. Okay. 
I the thing is I don't really watch Baltimore, so I don't know. Okay, well they went fifty nine and like scored like six touchdowns against oh, the yeah, Dolphins you're right, or something. Oh yeah, right. I did see that game. But that's not fair because the the Dolphins are kind of like. Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say twenty six for Baltimore. No, I'm say I'm gonna say. I don't uh, know. Today. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna say twenty six for Baltimore, and like. Eighteen. Would that make sense? Though? So you have the Cardinals. Yeah. Just wow. Because- I have. Whatever. Uh, don't listen to that last part. I have the. Um, this is my projection. I have Baltimore scoring twenty four, and actually no, I have Baltimore scoring twenty one and the Cardinals twenty four. Okay, I I can agree. They went on a field goal. I think that too, honestly. Okay. I feel like they're gonna give an upset. I yeah, and I don't think Baltimore is gonna come out as hot. Yeah. I think that's I think, that, I gonna, think that's all hype because they played uh-huh. literally a like D two college team. If I we're think, being real, I don't know. Like if I don't know, I just have this theory that like teams like if they're facing teams that aren't like as what what do yeah as, like deemed as good that they're not going to come out hard and yeah. then our team is going to you know putting their all in and then they're going to yeah what do they have to lose like oh shoot yeah like everyone has the Cardinals losing this game so what yeah you go out there and you shock the world yeah exactly. Boom, boom. Now you're on the fashion slash sneaker section. And I still have with me. No, I'm just playing. I do <laughs> I do have her with me, but I'm not going to bring out that whole intro. Again, this is Jay Walken, the podcast with your host, Joey. And uh, quick little thing. There's not really much going on sneaker news-wise. Um, I mean, I could bring up uh, future releases, stuff like that. But if anyone's following sneakers, you're going to know. Uh, really, the big hitters, uh, the Sakai's, uh, three colorways are coming out mm-hmm. September 12th, mm-hmm. and the Hirachi uh, self lacers, self shoes that self lace themselves come out uh, this week as well, or next week. You also have the Travis Scott Air Jordan 6s, rumored to be coming out October 12th or 20th, in my understanding. Um, those are the green ones? Yeah, the green, the olive oh. sixes. Um, you know, easy 700s drop. I was not getting a pair. They're not bad. Like, don't get me wrong. They're actually, like, some pretty good colorways. It's just not in my budget. <laughs> but I guess if we're talking about budget, um, I wanted to semi kind of, like, put you guys on uh, what I've been doing in my life as far as sneakers and fashion go. So if anyone knows, um, I'll have like a brief breakdown of what my collection of shoes looks like. So here we go. Uh, Number one, Travis Scott Air Jordan 1 Highs. Number two, uh, Union Jordan, the blue and reds. Um, Static Yeezy 700s. Wave Runners. I also have those Reebok Classics. I have Tailwinds. well, I have one of the Stranger Things Tailwinds, Sean Weatherspoons, Sakai's the green and yellow pair. Um, 
Air Max 98 Gundams, uh, Air, uh, Nike uh, M2Ks for 20 bucks. Uh, who's going <laughs> to deny that? Um, also have Blazers for both of the uh, Stranger Things pack. Um, I have the Analog 700s and two pairs of the Nike Cortez uh, Kung Fu Kennys. So just right off the bat. I don't know that number, but whatever. But if anyone follows me on Instagram, you would probably be saying like, dang, Joey, there's two shoes missing. You had the Air Jordan Travis Scott 4s and you had the um, Chicago, LA to Chicago Air Jordan 1s. What happened? Well, let me tell you what happened. One, I had someone bail out on me on a purchase for those Travis Scott 4s, which is really annoying. Uh, so what was I going to do? I did not know I wasn't really like forcing a deal. Um, usually when that happens, I just, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not, not in the mood to sell them, whatever. But then I saw this guy on offer up. He had the Travis Scott Air Jordan 1 Lowe's. Bada bing, bada boom. And you come up with a deal and he said he was, you know, looking more so for cash, but he was able to do the trade. So got rid of those two shoes and got the Travis Scott Lowe's. Thoughts on those shoes? I really like them. I actually didn't know that they were different from the highs. I thought it was just like literally they're just low and they're high, but I guess mm -hmm. the black and the white. So that was, that that contrast. was pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, and I think the contrast really helps with like different fits, you know? So, and also the material is like crazy. Yeah. It's so soft. Sorry for like, not even going to lie, like moaning into the, <laughs> into the podcast, but, but seriously. So the guy, he gave me some dead stock, uh, Travis Scott Lowe's. And first thing I did was touch the toe box and that is like butter. Mm -hmm. Is it not? It's yes. like butter, like, literally melting off of the yes, bread yes, like yes, just yes. boom right then and there uh it's like a like a new book on there and then like this really nice suede on the brown but uh Quasia was out here questioning my pickup or my mm -hmm. decision to want to get these for like the longest I all all i'll say is if you look on stock x that price on doubling down on a pair <laughs> of travis scott highs is not attractive <clears throat> two thousand dollars <laughs> I was only like giving you a hard time because in my thing, before I realized that there was actually a contrast of color, I was like, why would you want the same shoe, but in the lower like model, like a low model? Like it doesn't make sense because even if you wore it with pants, like you would cover, you know what I mean? So I was just confused, but I didn't know that they were different colors. So Yeah. I, I think you're lying because I, so, I showed you hella pictures, but you could just, it's okay. You could tell the audience that. And in other news, though. I just the, didn't pay attention. In other news, it's got the white swoosh. It's got the black um, inner. Um, to be honest, I'm really more so impressed with this shoe than I am with the high. That's really? up for debate. But I'll just say, like, the detailing. Uh, it's just really incredible, and I think I give it more props because uh, you gotta you gotta be able to sell uh, Air Jordan One Low, mm -hmm. and I know that's not hard if you attach Travis Scott's name. Yeah. But it's hard to make it a nice Air Jordan uh -huh. One Low, and I think they did a really good job in that. I agree. So my thing was is I wanted to get another pair of the highs, 
Um, as you know, I am not made out of money. I do not have a tree that, you know, rains thousands of dollars right there. I wish. But uh, here we are. So I made that trade happen. I wasn't wearing the fours because the colorway is super hard to pull off. Um, so I got these. And I'm really impressed. The wax laces are insane. Yeah. It goes hard. It's crazy. Yeah, they're nice. So that was my one sneaker pickup. I'm looking to pick up one of those Sakai's. Um, don't know where I stand. I have like <laughs> sent uh, the link to probably like 25 people and like literally three people entered <laughs> for me. So for what it's worth. We tried. We tried. <laughs> if things don't pull through, I still have my first pair. And honestly, I wouldn't. Uh, I'm, I would trade or maybe like sell some other shoes to get the black pair. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. That's a big maybe. I That's really only like the green pair though. You do? Yeah, I think it's really unique. So it is. It's just hard to pull off, especially because yeah. I have the other green pair, but Oh true, yeah. I would want it though. Like I mean if I had one, you know, any pair, then I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Let's true, go. True, 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 true. Yeah. If Maggie, if you're if you're listening to this, Maggie, <laughs> uh shout out to you for putting a size ten. <laughs> I'm going to have to sell that if we do win. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do not wear a size 10 and the thing is see-through. So my toes going to be like <laughs> holding on and trying to get, you know, that piece of. The last little part. Yeah. It's going to look mad awkward, but it's okay. If <laughs> it's we, okay. yeah, you know, she, her heart was in a good place. Yes. Um. So yeah, Sakai's are coming up. I'm going to try and get those. Travis got sixes, but I'm not honestly going to go. Um insane for them if i don't get them just because uh sixes have never been like my type of shoe i did have the jordan sixes growing up and those were like the coolest things to me um but uh, i haven't worn sixes since then it's just like a really bulky shoe yeah. like a high top for me to pull off mm-hmm. like i said on a good day i'm six one <laughs> on a you know on my decent days <laughs> on my decent days i'm six foot but on my bad days i'm five foot seven <laughs> supposedly that's what it says on my driver's license and that's what i'm gonna go with but hey i'm not I'm not gonna call them out so done with the sneakers as you guys know um or don't know i might be posting it with this podcast but i got a huge shipment from minimal do you know what minimal is i do but i don't think they do okay <laughs> For all my swaggies out there, all my guys out here trying to get trying to get that fashion fit, trying to be like Virgil, minimal. And I know business-wise, it's kind of a little shaky topic, but they are a um, they're a brand that sells and markets these high-end uh, designer, you know, bottoms and tops. But it's it's leaning more towards a a crowd that can't afford that rude, that off white, that fear of God aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think I think that's honestly probably one of the smartest things. Is for yeah. me, I would I'm the type of you know guy who would be like, dang, I just I I remember going on my computer and looking up like just Dawn shorts yeah, or whatever, oh and then God. I would see like four hundred <laughs> bucks, and I'd be like. You know, is it worth it? <laughs> Let me work it. Put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. 
no, it's not. It's not worth it. <laughs> so I was like, shit, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. Boom. You know, I find out about minimal and it's really great prices for what you are getting. Yeah, honestly. So let me let me just say uh, my shipment was uh, probably like three pairs of pants, mm-hmm. a pair of shorts, all came out to one twenty nine with this discount code that I, you know, got. Not mine. That would be sick That'd though. Be nice. I'm I'm waiting on that day. Like <laughs> I said, um, if but, anyone from Minimal, yeah, <laughs> if anyone is listening, just know that I'll plug you in. At this point, I'll plug in Mountain Dew. Like I don't even <laughs> I don't even drink Mountain Dew, but I'll for real start, start gulping. <laughs> I'll start gulping it, like bruh. Okay, so anyways, for real though. Um, so what really led me to that point was just uh, seeing my pants outlook. And once you're 21 and hitting the club, you kind of notice like, dang, I really only have a pair of black pants and jeans, mm-hmm. like regular denim jeans. So I had to like kind of step it up. Um, and really, I had talked about the whole Travis Scott look last episode. And maybe that didn't really like go through with the audience members because it's 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 really a tough look Uh and he's got like crazy baggy pants Uh going on sometimes or like crazy cargos so i know some people would be like okay well paxton has cargos but not like insane like that Mm -hmm. boom minimal yes so i go on minimal and i see uh the drop cargos um and i ordered you know the drop cargo ones or whatever you can snap cargo sorry uh, I ordered an olive pear and the camel pear. I also ordered, and and let me just say that that goes more towards the fear of God aesthetic. Uh-huh. And then I ordered the nylon shorts, which is the rude aesthetic, mm-hmm. like those shorts. By the way, fear of God pants, thousand dollars minimum, pretty much. Oh rude shorts, four hundred dollars minimum. That's crazy. And then I got these tuxedo pants. For like 10, $10. bucks, <laughs> and that's more so leaning on the Devin Booker kind of yeah. look, rude look, too. And they're like good material, like, yeah, you know, for ten dollars, you think, like, oh, it'll be like all right, but they're like good material. And that's my second thing, too. Was so shipping, I'm always really skeptical about places and their shipping, and I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, do I really want to deal with this? Is yeah. I'm more of a person, like, if it's in store, I don't even care if I have to pay more, I'll literally yeah. just go and get it. That's me. So I was like, ah, okay, well, I got to do the shipping. But it came pretty fast. I yeah. mean, I ordered it, what, like maybe last week, last week Thursday? Yeah. And they came in today on Monday. So, yeah, that was really good timing. Check out the pants for $64, or they were priced down 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? I think they were – they look so good. Like you said, with the whole, like, fear of God aesthetic and everything, you get that look, but for – way cheaper mm-hmm. and like i said before the material is still really good so you're not losing that like you know material or anything like that the quality of it mm-hmm. so i think it was like a really 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 good buy yeah what pair did you mess with more i don't like know. Out of, like out of all of them i don't know because i love the cargo because you can it can go with so many different things what color though i mean the camo okay um but I also love the olive color, too. I don't know. Both of those colors are just so nice because they're so versatile. Mm-hmm. But those probably are the, my two favorite ones. I do like the shorts and the tux pants or whatever, but the cargoes are my favorite. 
Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, so I opened up the box. And, of course, like she said, quality is really good. And sizing is always a weird thing mm-hmm. to me, too. Um, I get really, really nervous whenever it's sizing on mediums <laughs> or, you know, whatever. It's for sure it's, like pants. Yeah. For sure, it's, it's really no biggie. I just know at this point, it's either a large or an XL. I know that sounds crazy. Five, you know, six foot one, sometimes you have to go with um, an XL. <laughs> no, okay. No, I just don't like tight fitting clothes. Like, it's not because I'm a hobo or something or like love yeah. to be drowning in my clothes, but I just don't like tight fitting clothes. Mm-hmm. I hit the gym. My uh, chest is kind of poking out some days, so I'm like, no, I don't really like dealing with that. And honestly, it is way too hot here in Arizona to be having a skin-tight shirt (laughs) and having everyone know that, hey, my armpits uh, get sweaty. Yeah. So, no, I don't do that. Um, Shirts, I'm okay. I know my sizes. Pants is another story. Mm -hmm. For people who have not seen me, um, I hit leg day pretty good. Pretty good. I hit. I could. Hit, I could hit like three plates. I get slim thick. <laughs> pause. But okay. So that's my thing. I have. I have. I have legs. I have a butt. Okay. <laughs> and all these swaggies that I see, or like you know, fashion people don't have that. So I get a little scared. I'm like, dude, you know, some of these clothes are gonna fit all tight because they really account for like SpongeBob legs. Like, and no offense to anyone who's built like yeah. that. I'm just saying it's tough for me to yeah. be comfortable and buy something on the internet and come out and uh you know wear it and be okay with it but um they had a size guide and i thought it was pretty uh pretty close to mm-hmm. you know what i am yeah pants fit good the shorts i you know and let me just say i've got a medium and everything um shorts though um they're a little tight but it's okay mm-hmm. we like that 19 uh 70s basketball vibes in here gotta show the booty off a little bit (laughs) no that's not that's not what we're doing we just don't like looking like soja boy circa 2006 true that's what we don't like doing not not none of that so I guess what I'm advocating in all of this is uh, maybe you give it a look. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just listen to this topic because you're like bored or something. But <laughs> you should definitely. Give it but a look into it. Yeah. At least look into it. Even if, even if you're not buying, sometimes they have really good sales going on. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, that was like forty bucks. And if you really put it into perspective, um, you always have like the buy one get one free over at PacSun, which kind of like tries to mimic mm-hmm. uh, brands as well. I don't think the quality is no. as good there Mm-mm. because after a few washes, those pants kind of like really mess up on my waist and everything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come out clean. But with these, I feel like yeah. that will not even be an issue. They stack up really nice. Um, I think you'll get a clean look, whether you want to be, um, you know, hitting the club or you just want to take a nice shoe pick or something, you know, mm-hmm. so minimal. That That's low-key the move, I think. As a girl, do you do you like that look though? Yeah. That the website has. Yeah, I like I love the look. Okay, and even for ladies though too, I know that some of you guys kinda like the Hooper aesthetic. They have yeah. like really nice like athletic shorts. Mm-hmm. Price is a little bit um a little higher up than normal, but I think for what you want to kinda accomplish with yeah. like, you know, I know some girls wear like 
regular basketball shorts and then like have some Yeezys on or yeah. whatever. And it still looks cool. Yeah. So you could still get that on there as well. I don't think yeah. that's just like a, you know, no, definitely not guy thing. Like I know a lot of girls kind of shop in the men's section, you know, and their outfits are like really nice. And mm-hmm. so I think this is like a really good website to look at because they just have that, like, I don't know. Like, I just love the vibe on there. It's not, like, really basic, like, you know, like a PacSun or anything like that. It's, like, really unique. And even though, like, you know, it is really big in the sneaker kind of world, like, that kind of style, it's still really nice, you know. And, like, it looks clean is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. I think, okay, even aside from, like, sneaker aesthetics, you know, or, like, yeah. want to be swaggies. Yeah, yeah. Then I also think, like festival fits yeah that's honestly what led me over here was because Mm -hmm. i remember getting some pants from nike they did not fit the way i wanted them to it was kind of like a cargo thing like that and then i was like well i want some camel cargos for when i go to a day in vegas so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think final verdict on minimal great check it out (laughs) wow to the point to the point final (laughs) verdict for me if your guy, girl, want uh, kind of a higher scale look but don't want to pay the price, um, you also want a certain aesthetic mm-hmm. that's going on. And it's honestly like NBA aesthetic yeah. too. Like for all my hoopers out there that say like, oh, Devin Booker's cold or yeah. Kelly Oubre. Like this is honestly kind of the site that like yeah, sure. you don't have to break the bank with this one. Uh-huh. So I think minimal, uh, affordable, really good with their shipping, at least yes. here in Arizona. Um, quality is really nice for what you're paying. Um, also, some deals you can find. And, yeah, I think I think that hits the mark. Yep. So I'm not I'm not sponsored by them by any means. No. <laughs> but if any representative is listening to this, then I'll, then I'll... <laughs> Boy, I'll be wearing jeans every day. 115, it do not matter. It's a genuine love. <laughs> Best believe. Best believe I'll be out here sweating buckets <laughs> wearing your clothes. Well, well, well. You're still listening. That's great. Love y'all. But hey, we've come to the conclusion of this podcast episode. And let me just start off by saying that um, last week was a little hectic with school starting back up and everything. Um, I really just wanted to focus primarily on uh, school and kind of what my schedule was looking like. And I've gotten more comfortable to it. It's um, It's not an issue by any means. It's it's more so um, just kind of like where my classes are um, as far as workload. And I don't know, I'm just that type of student who really wants to um, be focused in on that, especially my senior year. I know this is kind of like a secondary thing, um, possibly turned into a first thing, depending on where we go with this. But hey, hey you know, that's why I'm going to school in the first place, because I want to be able to provide, you know, great content. And also be intelligent at the same time. I don't want to sound stupid while I'm on here. So um, for anybody who was kind of uh, sad 
you know, or <laughs> feeling some type of way, I, I apologize. Just know that I'm a human being. I also go through life as well, uh, trying to figure it out. I'm 21 years old, going to college. And um, yeah, so um, I just thought I would provide you guys kind of with like, you know, a little nice uh, pull back into into jaywalking the podcast, which is, uh, you know, sports and sneakers and fashion. And Quasia helps out a lot. Might not, she might not seem like it, you know, but she does. And uh, yeah, I love where my life is going. I love where um, everything is headed, the direction. And honestly, I'm excited for football season. Anyone wanting to keep track of my fantasy team, I'll, I'll post it on my Instagram story. Just know that I had a, a murder go on <laughs> in my league, so I can't. You can laugh. You're still there. <laughs> I had a murder go on, and um, I'm winning by, like, 80 points right now. For any of my league <laughs> members listening, I'm sorry. I just – it was a revenge game. Anyone who knows me knows that I had Le'Veon Bell, and then I was literally struggling, like, clawing to even be competitive in any of those games so knowing i had a revenge game felt felt great i loved it but that's besides the point the point here is that life is good uh schools um starting back up figuring out my schedule figuring out workload um work is good friends are great family is great can't ask for anything more and I'm just excited for what the future brings me. So this is the conclusion. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, send me a, any comments, questions, concerns, um, suggestions um, at the email address, the jaywalkingpodcast.gmail.com. Or you could just send me it on direct message on Instagram. Doesn't even matter. I'll take it. I'll see it. I'll even respond because, you know, famous people have time. <laughs> I'm just playing. I really, I, I don't have shit going on. I'll just, I'll be on my phone and I'll respond. But hey, thank you so much. And I appreciate you guys listening. Peace.